welcome to the Blarney Pilgrims podcast, episode four. Top of the podcasting. Thank you, everyone. That's the first thing to say. Before we get into the music in this episode, which is awesome and you're going to love it, it's so great. Uh, we're speaking to two legends of Irish music, Mary McNamara and Eileen O'Brien, uh, with Jerry McKagan guitar, and it's, it's, it's a killer. So, But before we get to that, we just need to say a humongous thank you. So I don't know if you follow us on social, but if not, during the last two weeks, we've actually been featured in iTunes' new and newsworthy section, and that is incredible for a podcast of our size to be up there with behemoths we were, we were beside robert plant at one stage like just, we were we were ahead of robert next well dom now has gone and jinxed us so we probably need more five-star reviews to keep us up there i do mean that if you haven't given us a review or a star go in we can't believe we're getting this kind of exposure and it's only because of you listeners so thank you so much we really appreciate it yeah Thank you. And with that, on with the music. And um, just a quick explainer before we get into this. At the very start of the interview, we're chatting to, to Mary and Eileen about Paddy and Joe Fitzgerald, who are a couple of very beloved accordion players uh, based in the Melbourne area. They're much loved in Melbourne, much loved in the Australian Irish music scene. They're kind of legendary figures in their own right. So just for the benefit of those of you outside Melbourne who are listening are quite a lot, um, that's who we're referring to at the start. And yeah, away we go.
Beautiful, Mary McNamara and Eileen O'Brien, welcome to the Blarney Pilgrims podcast live at the National Celtic Festival in Port Arlington. Thank you. Thank Thanks you. for coming in to chat with us and um, accompanied on guitar there by Jerry McKeague. Um, so I want to talk to you first of all, uh, just a, a wee bit about, um, I saw you playing at the last jar in, in Melbourne and you were playing there with um, Paddy and Joe Fitzgerald. So I wanted to just get an idea of like your connections with with them and... Um well, Paddy and Joe, I come from the same place that Paddy and Joe come from in East Clare. Mm-hmm. They come from a place called Carra Hurley. And there is actually another name on the townland where they come. It's it's near Bodike. I come from Tulla. Um, a lot of their family came from Knock James, which would have been near to me in Tulla. Mm-hmm. So I would have gone to school with all of their first cousins. I wouldn't have known Paddy and Joe Fitzgerald. They were gone to Australia long before I came on the scene. Um, but I've my memory of them is coming back to Clare every now and again and playing music and literally causing a storm when they come back. <laughs> Everybody, people who wouldn't be out for months would come out to hear yeah. Paddy right? Joe play. Yeah, oh, absolutely. Yeah. Uh-huh. And not alone would they come out, they'd stay out all night. Mm. Right, right. The sessions would go into the early hours of the morning. Yeah, yeah. So it, it was it was, uh, it was, was lovely to see you there, and it was yeah. it was amazing to kind of hear um, all four of you uh, together and um, just to have the sense of um, the, the ease with which you all sort of played together. It was, it was really lovely. Well, it was really the music talking that night. Of course. Yeah. Uh, it's, that's, that's our common thing is music. And when we people like us get together, it's the music expresses how we feel. Yeah. And it expresses the, that warmth of meeting each other. And it's, there's almost a sadness there as mm. much as a happiness mm. uh, when you meet people like that. And it's, it's emotional but very happy. Mm. Eileen, um, can I ask you a bit about your kind of, I mean, it it seems strange to ask you about your background because you're both so steeped in in the music, but I wanted to ask you a wee bit about your background because before you came into The Last Jar, the week before you you both came in, um, uh, Paddy Fitzgerald announced that you were coming in and he mentioned your father's role in developing the accordion and the, yeah. the BC accordion and so yeah. on. So, yeah. so I wanted to ask you a wee bit about that too, if yeah, you could. Okay. Yeah. So, can you can you tell me a wee bit about that? Like, well, um, he, my father, um, he came from a very musical family. His father, Dinny O'Brien, was, uh, was a fiddle player and concertina player, and all of his uncles, Dinny's brothers, played fiddle and concertina. And my father, he started off on the fiddle because that was the normal thing to do in mm-hmm. the house. And um, then um, he played the accordion really by accident when um, Tommy Kelly, he was a policeman, came to the next village up, which is the village of Port Row. We were from the village of Newtown. The O'Briens are from Newtown, um, outside Nina, about six or seven miles outside Nina and in County Tipperary. And um, Pad- uh, Tommy Kelly was a brother of the great fiddle player and composer Paddy Kelly from Ockram in County Galway. And he came t- to work in the area and he had the first accordion that was ever seen. I'm talking about way back. My father was born in 1922. Yeah, so right. he was only a child <coughs> when Tommy Kelly came to the region. And the, the, uh, my father's home was um, kind of an open house for music. You know, they always played music and there were house dances and they had, people had nothing else that time. Yeah. You know, there was nothing else to amuse them. So um, 
to save him carrying the accordion up on the bike back up to Porto, because it's from Newtown up to Porto, it's all hills. It's okay when you're coming down to Newtown, but when you're cycling back up, yeah, right. it was all cycle, cycling, yeah. there was no cars. <laughs> so he used to leave the accordion at my father's home, and he, my father started missing as a child like a, with the new toy, and that's how he started playing the accordion. Yeah. So um, he um, was trying to play, there was all different, at that time in Ireland, there were all accordions coming in from Europe, and they were all different keys. They could be G, G, G sharp, they could be C sharp, D, they could be D, D sharp. And he kept searching through them till he kind of could get one that he was trying to figure out a system that he could, he was trying to emulate the fiddle playing. Right. And when you, you know say system, I mean? you mean it's his fingering system? A fingering, a fingering system. system, and it's a different tuning system as well. Okay. It's a BC tuning. And um, so he he started off his his musical life as a fiddle player and listening to fiddle players. So what he was trying to do was transfer the fiddle music, like the rolls and all that, onto the accordion, because yeah, that's what he right. naturally uh, heard in music. Yeah. So um, that's how he ended up with the BC, and everyone's saying, oh, he invented the BC, but he was actually putting the fiddle music and flute music of the locality. So when you say BC, because that's one of the things I was going to ask you about, is that B as in B the key, C the key, BC? They call it BC. Mary, Mary, Mary's that brother Andrew now plays the C sharp D. It's a different mm-hmm. system of playing. Mm-hmm. Um, we all played, I played the BC. I, yeah. No, I didn't. I was a C sharp D player on yeah. a BC accordion. Yeah. <laughs> I definitely understand <laughs> all of that. <laughs> Yeah, well, this you, is a, are we talking about a single roll here? No, no two, two rolls. Two rolls. Yes. Two rolls. Yeah, 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 chromatic. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Mm. So right. we yeah. only played the one roll. We played the inside roll, which was which C. was the same as the, the single roll melodion. You yeah. play, a lot of people had the single roll melodion before that, and then when the accordions came in with the two rows, people were still playing only one row in the key of C. Yeah, absolutely. As, in yeah. the same way as they played the melodion. Yes. So my father, he 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 was trying to get to use the two rows. Yeah. So anyway, he figured it out. In his own way, and then there's another style then that was played by a lot of p- players as well, and the m- most famous of those being Joe Cooley, the great accordion mm-hmm. player from Peterswell in County Galway, and um, he played the C sharp D. You know, so um, they were the two, mm. the uh, two you, of that I- time of that era. Do you have any idea how it spread then? Because if he came up with it, um, it spread because he made he he emigrated to America in January 1954. And um, he made uh, recordings for Columbia Record. The night before Columbia Records came down to recording, got record him in his home mm-hmm. in Newtown, and um, they were they were released on Columbia. He made um, three three seventy eights, and that's how. Yeah. He, the same as Michael Coleman, I, I he he that. he recorded. That's how he became. Mm. Yeah. His style was emulated because. His recordings came back from America. I find that fascinating how mm. that has happened mm. with so many yeah. genres where yeah. that one person will have done yeah. something and yeah. just because of the way the industry, the money side of the industry was set yeah. up, that's what everyone yeah. presumed was the yeah. norm. Yeah, well, he, his, 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 it was a friend of his, um, Count Eno Kelly. Um, he lived up in East Galway and he arranged for Columbia Records to come down because he, want, he thought at that time when you went, when you emigrated, you never came back. Yeah, you were gone. You were gone. Yeah. So I suppose he was trying to get my father recorded before he went. Yeah. He was so how long, w- come back. how long was your dad in New York then? He was there about um, 12 years. Right. Yeah. And then he came back. They came back, yeah. yeah. Uh, we came back. I was born out there. You were oh, born really? You can tell by the accent. <laughs> 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 came back when I was four. Uh-huh. Came back in 19... Yeah, yeah, so... 
And and what about yourself, Mary? In 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 terms of um, just having a house full of music, was that the same? Uh, yeah, with a great house of music, all buttons, all accordions. My uh, all my <laughs> uncles played accordions, uh-huh. and um, so we um, all each had an accordion in the house. I was telling a workshop the other evening when we first got the accordion. Myself and my sister made typewriters out of them. <laughs> we turned them over and we had um, played, we played office playing <laughs> typewriters. Um, but we 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 learned everything by ear. And my mother was a fantastic. Um, she played piano and she was a step dancer. But she knew every tune that was out there because she grew up in a most fantastic house of music mm. and she would have known Eileen's father, Paddy yeah. O'Brien. She lived in Ennis, so he would often come by and, oh, stay, in their house. Them and stay in their house. Yeah, yeah. it was a, a music house. All mm. the great mm. musicians, Seamus mm. Ennis and Tommy yeah. Peoples and all those oh, would pass in. through. So my mother had all this music mm. in her head. But in mm. those days, as she said, the females, they... Mm. they Burdened, people weren't interested in educating them as such. They were sent out to work and mm-hmm. brought home half their wages. And all her brothers were sent to university and got very well educated. And my mother wasn't. And she was always actually quite bitter about that to the day she died. But she was a very musical person. And to be quite honest with you, she had more in her than all of the whole family put together. So she taught us through mm-hmm. diddling. And as I said, she was a step dancer. She, so she would sit on the chair, she would dance the tune and she would die to the tune. And that tune we played there today, the the step dance, the... Oh, we played it on the concert, the, the Blackbird. The Blackbird. She used to idle that and play it. And she, she gave us every nya and every corner of the tune better than any music teacher would give it to you. Can I because be the it got very natural. What What's it idle? Lilting. Lilting. Lilting, yeah. Yeah. Lilting, yeah. Mm. And we'd often be upstairs practicing, and if you were going wrong, she'd shout up the stairs, she'd say, That's wrong, it's go. <laughs> <laughs> Would you lilt us that? Can you lilt us that tune? Or I'm not you, very good. Any tune. There's the girl that can lilt, but I learned all my tunes from lilting. I'm not a very good lilt for myself, but we do. We lilt at home. We lilt away, you know. But it's it's a lovely thing. But I went to the concertina by accident because I had a grand aunt who was my mother's aunt who lived in West Clare and she was a great concertina player and my father was interested in getting her back into the concertina. She had arthritis and had stopped playing. So he bought her a cheap uh, German concertina, two row, for 10 shillings in Limerick. Gave it to her and she, she found it very stiff. And she said, here, give it to the young lads. That was us. They'll loosen it out. And I took it, and I'm playing it since. That's what happened. Yeah, and um, did it, did it just did you just fall into it and go? I just started you? playing. I worked it out myself. Yeah. 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 <laughs> and I uh, was probably doing a lot of things wrong. But it was only two rows. You couldn't go too wrong. But uh, like that, I was playing it the same as we would have played the accordions. I was only playing one row, and we were in C. But when that's all. What all the concertina players at home were playing in was. Only one row. And you had this, you had the tunes in your head. Oh yeah, all in the head. Yeah, yeah. yeah but you'd absorb yeah. them, like you know. Yeah, yeah. yeah. all in the head. Yeah. But we've never actually had anyone lilt before. Could, could we get a lilt? Did you? I think very good there? to lilt. Am I? Oh, you are. <laughs> Thanks very much, Mary. Mm. <laughs> You're very good. Die, little die. Okay, we'll do um, Joe Cooley. We'll pay tribute to poor Joe Cooley, mm. the wise maid. 
Fantastic. Thank you so much. The wise maid was the name of that. Yeah. So what was your learning and what was your approach to learning lilting? How was that? I don't learn I don't lilt. I just did. Yeah. Well you do, you're always lilting. I'm listening to I lilt myself at home, but I'm terrible at it. I'm terrible at it too. It's it's quite hard. There was there used to be there used to be an an old man who lived across the road from us and he was he was an orange man and he used to come over and he would Put one of us in his knee, and he would do the boy, the boys of Blue Hill. Oh yeah, and he would, yeah. and he would lilt it. But it's it's extremely hard to, for me, I, I, like I would do it with my own kids, but not very yeah. well. It's the, it's, it's an hard, art. It's just, there's it's a vocabulary art, yeah. in there. It's that you have to have the, my what? mother was excellent yeah. at it. Right. Yeah. Some people yeah. had just she had a good a, voice as yeah. well. Yeah. yeah. So Eileen, really your voice. mother as well, and your mother's family is a whole other story yeah, well, of the musical influence. Yeah, right? my my mother's family then with the series. Mm-hmm. And um, they were based in Dublin, and they were all involved in the Pipers Club. Mm-hmm. So um, and my Coltis as well. Coltis as well. Yeah, my grandfather, my mother's father, my grandfather Jim Seary, he was a founder member of Coltis, and um, my uncle Sean Seary was a great piper. He was a student of Leo Rossum's, right. and he played in the Rossum Quartet as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But you asked me about my father's contribution. Like it wasn't just um, to me his greatest contribution were his compositions, mm-hmm. you know. I mean, he composed 139 tunes. I'm sure he composed more, but we didn't get them. He used to, he used to burn them. He said, oh, that's no good. And mm-hmm. I'm sure there were, there were great tunes. Mm-hmm. But the two we played, mm-hmm. at the, the yeah. two tunes we played there, the Hills of, T- or sorry, uh, Larry's Favourite and um, Patrick's Patrick Knight, nice. they were two mm-hmm. of his compositions. Right. Mm. And would he, would he write them down? Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. He, didn't, yeah. he didn't read music until he went uh, to America. And he learned how to read music in America, but he, he learned everything by ear. Yeah. You know. So was it New York that you went to? to yeah. Do you remember anything about that time? I do. Well, I was born there, you know, and mm-hmm. um, I remember people more than anything. The, the people, my father was uh, straight into the music scene in New York, and uh, he was a member of the New York Cayley Band, and he, uh, the people in that would have been icons like Andy McGann, Paddy Reynolds, Leatherburn. Um, Felix Dolan, um, Jerry Wallace, Steve Quinn. Those, you know, they were all the centre of the Larry Redigan. Mm-hmm. You know, so they were all the, the, the yes. they were the centre of the music scene there. My father was in that, so they played in a lot of um, at that time to be a lot of Gaelic league uh, functions, and they played for feshes and dancing feshes and you know right. everything and anything. Yeah. And then, yeah. so for you finding your way to the fiddle, was that? From, from I was about 11 and a half and my father just said to me it's about time you played something and I was told I was playing the fiddle because <laughs> he, he loved the fiddle he loved the fiddle and he yeah. was terrified I'd played the accordion what was your, what was your reaction? <laughs> I just did what I was told yeah fair enough <laughs>
But was it daunting? Would you have had something else in your mind or you just said, you know what? No, well, I did piano. I did piano as well then along with it. Right. Because you know, I, I did um, classical all the way up because at that time there was no way of getting a qualification. Nowadays in Ireland, you can get a qualification in Irish traditional music. You can go and study it right. in, in college. But at that time, the only way forward, even to do it as a subject in secondary school, was through classic, the classical route. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so... Yeah. So should we should we have a tune? Would yeah. you like to do another yeah. do another do you tune? Do you want to do a clear tune, Mary? Something. Oh God. Um, to do um, well, that gigs that you were doing there today is yeah, uh, yeah, and then to oh yeah, Dan Burns, isn't it? Yeah. There are tunes that come from our neck of the woods. Yeah, right. Yeah, they're over your side. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. G and so Gagans and Dan Burns. As you're as you're um, getting older and you're kind of growing into the the instruments that you're learning, like so, you're you're both competing, right? And are you both all Ireland? 
Champions at some point. Many moons ago. Oh, our computing is over. <laughs> no, I know, but that's what I mean. Like when you when you were. Oh yeah. 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 What was that like? As an uh, for you. <laughs> I just been a nervous wreck. <laughs> but that's still such a strong part of the tradition, right? So I'm, I'm going it back is, to yeah. the, the flower in it. August. Yeah. And I think we just mm. mentioned you guys mm. are going to be there too. Mm. What, young what role does it play? Do you think is it a positive thing? Because you said you 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 hated it. <laughs> well, it's just no, it's just playing the, on your the, the own in the solo. But in, playing in like Mary's involved with training bands and mm-hmm. you know that's great. You know, mm-hmm. you know. It's very it's very positive. It is yeah. And it's how you approach it. It's how you deal with it, and it's how you train the children. Um, how, how did how did you approach it when you like? Can you think back to when you were when I was when taking you were part? Student? Yeah, when you were taking oh, part. when I was taking part, I didn't know. I just went from day to day. We went in and we just played. Mm-hmm. We didn't have anything like the training that the musicians would have today. We actually had no training. As I, I was at home in the kitchen with my mother dialing, mm. and uh, just went on stage and did our thing. And the competition was not big. No, yeah. it was right. easy win. No. Right, quite it's a different time. No. But today. Serious you have to you have to survive all the sharks. It's really tough going today, and training the children today. There's um, there's there's a very high expectancy from all the students and the parents that you train the children to to the mark and bring them up there and get them in there. But they're all very good, so it's a kind of the look of the draw. It's a question of kind of like you might be lucky enough today to win. It's not that you're not good enough to win. Because the standard is that high. The standard is that high. It depends on who's at the other end of the desk, what they like. You know, they might prefer Mm. your style to his style, that kind of thing. Um, I focus on training the kids to that standard, but I always say to them, it's only one day the flower. Mm. Try and focus on your music. Try and concentrate on your style. Okay, you have to do the flower formula if you want to get some chance of winning. Um, it's a great way of bringing the children up to the standard. Yeah. That's as far as it goes. After that, it can be very disappointing and for people. It's a great thing for them to work towards. Yeah. yeah. You know, mm-hmm. and um, particularly um, the Cayley bands and oh, the yeah. uh, groups, you know, they have groupy kill. Mm-hmm. And I mean, that's great for them because it's a, a group a group situation ensemble, ensemble playing yeah. like and it's great it's great, great training great training for them and it's a great discipline you know it's a great discipline mm. um then you have trios and duets which which are wonderful as well because mm. uh, you know you have solo players you have solo competitions but i think it's very important that people learn to blend with other instruments yeah you know um especially to be playing a duet or like you have to be listening mm-hmm. to each other that's very important a lot of people don't listen. <laughs> Did you yeah. ever feel, though, w- when you were in that situation, that that uh, that that it was too much? Like, like it, I don't want to do. Uh, yeah, that I don't want to do this. Um, there wasn't any great pressure, pressure on us no, when no. we were no. doing it. But there is, there are there some today kids now. today now who would prefer yeah. not to do it. But most of them that are doing it want to do. Their yeah. parents want them to do. They want to do it. And yeah, yeah, mm. it's yeah. very. Yeah. But you mm. see, parents are they're they're, you know, they're they're driving them to classes. They're paying for classes. Yeah. They're paying for like they all have really good instruments. Mm. I mean, I started off on a fiddle, that was, uh, up in my grandfather's house an old fiddle a three-quarter size fiddle that was cleaned up and strings put on it which probably weren't very expensive strings you know and i had to make the best of it yeah you know um like the kids nowadays would have 
They're um, starting on the best, though. Oh, they have very good. Oh, yeah. Area. They yeah. have the very best. They compete yeah. with the instruments as well as the They do, music. yeah. The instruments <laughs> have yeah. to be good. You know, yeah. I mean, the, 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 you know, if they're playing concertinas mm. or oh. accordions or fiddles, they have to have a good instrument or they won't be. Mm. Well, both of you, you teach, right? Yeah. yeah. I suppose maybe um, Ollie and I'll start with you. Do, like, do you have a certain philosophy then that you bring to your teaching? Because like, you do master classes from, so you teach the whole gamut, right? Yeah. Is there a philosophy behind what you, how you teach? Well, I'm teaching um, third level now. I'm teaching adults, mm -hmm. so I love it. Yeah, absolutely love it. Yeah, so what do you what do you love about it? I love it because every every I have to tailor my my um, class to each individual student. Right. You know, it's great, and I could have students from other countries. I teach in the university in Limerick. We are very lucky to have it, and I look forward to going into work because yeah. I meet. It's all different, and people from maybe different genres of music, and they want to play Irish music, so it's wonderful. Um, as regards, I did teach um, other age groups, younger age groups, and uh, like what Mary's saying, it's very like people are more they're interested in the flaws, and mm. you know because that's what you have to work towards. Mm -hmm. And I used to always my philosophy was well, um, you know, if they were ten years of age. I say like it's the important thing really is that they're playing music in ten years time. Yeah. You know because if they go in, it's it's um, an entry into any society. Mm -hmm. You know um, if you go to college like you can it's a great introduction anywhere and it's you make great friends through it as yeah. well. You make lifelong friends in. It's in funny. I'm I'm, music. Only, I'm new to to playing, it, and so I have a lot of conversations with people around being new to playing an instrument. Mm -hmm. And I've never met a single person who has said they've regretted learning no, instrument. You, Every second person says, yeah, I wish I yeah. learned when I was a kid. Well, it's just, um, it's bigger than the tunes. Mm -hmm. It's like what you were speaking about when you saw um, Mary and I mm -hmm. with the Fitzes the other night, Joe and Patty. Yeah. It was just the joy of seeing them and mm -hmm. sitting down playing music with them. Yeah. You know, it's that um, emotional um, tie as well, you know. Yeah. And when when, uh, when Joe sang the other night, yeah, it was so he was singing, and I can't, I, I don't know if it was a Henry Lawson poem, uh, but he was yeah. singing the melody, and he was he yeah, was doubling the melody yeah, mm. that mm. he was singing. Mm. And it was uh, it was an incredible mm. uh, moment. Mm. It was just so mm. like right, yeah, it just felt like you were that's right from the soul. Yeah. Like, you know, mm. It's just yeah, mm. um, uh, amazing. Yeah, mm. really amazing. Mm. I was wondering about the um teaching as well like if, if you have a very high standard i'm assuming probably there's still the odd child who has something extra is that right oh yeah were you just going oh this one has got it like this <laughs> you know it depends on the way they're handled too and it depends on their you know. yeah there are certainly there are some of them you you know you'll always know the child that has it some mm -hmm. of them that um, it's not a question of the learning very fast or anything mm -hmm. like that. It's just a question of the just the getting it, it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. and understanding Understand it. They, the they, they could be the laziest person <clears throat> coming into the room, uh, but you know that they just understand what you're doing mm -hmm. with them and they see can it in their hands too. Yeah, no, you you see the yeah. way. They Are you seeing a lot of a lot of kids and probably adults too coming in with the YouTube experience? So they've come in, they've cherry picked their lessons online. Yeah, Skype. So in okay. in 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 UL now a lot of people um, come into um, the courses, and they're they, I mean I had one girl, um, she was from Canada there a number of years ago, and when she came into me the first day and I said and where have you been learning, well she said from on Skype from James Kelly yeah, 
she had never met him. Never met him, but it's still getting person. that one-to-one feedback. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Mm-hmm. So because I wonder yeah. with videos, because learning from a like I think there's just so many resources out there to yeah, learn from absolutely. a video. I suppose people used to learn from a book, mm. Mm. but to learn from a video, you can copy a little bit of the energy yeah. and the intonations. Yeah, yeah. Whereas I mean, when I was um, starting out, I used to go around watching, listening. Yeah, I, I didn't play. Yeah. I, if I went to a flag hole or a festival or something like that, I'd find out where such a fiddle player was, you know, someone that I, you know, someone that I wanted to go down and see them. Yeah. But I wouldn't bring the fiddle. I'd just go down and sit down and absorb. You're watching. Yeah. yeah. I think there's a... I was spying on them. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was trying to learn, but that's the way I learned. Yeah. You know. Um, I suppose we're, we're spoiled now because you can do that. I can go back yeah. and watch... Yeah. Well, I suppose any anyone that has yeah. been recorded, I can go back and watch yeah. it, and then you've got apps like the amazing I never had slow a tape down recorder. and all that never stuff. Had a tape no, never really. No, no. no. Is your ears really? Is your tape yeah. Recorder? Well, my father told me that he he um he said to me uh, we we used to go down to play in Gary Kennedy on a Friday night, and I would be practicing all week, getting tunes ready. You yeah. Know? I was about fourteen maybe at the time, and I would practicing that. They had this one and they played this one. And, you know, I'd be picking it out by ear and they played this one. But I'd have all those practised and we'd go down and he'd play a whole different set. <laughs> so I'd be sitting there with the fiddle on my lap with a big red face in me. Yeah. And I would come home one night and I was very, I was, I was kind of sulking, you know, I was raging with him, you know, and I said, uh, I said, you didn't play, you didn't play. I mean, you heard me practising. You know, he'd know what I was doing. He'd yeah. be listening. I said, you heard me practising such a one and such a one. And you didn't play one of them. He said to me, your ear, which he was right, I have a very good ear. Thank God, I'm blessed with it. Uh, he said, your ear is good enough that you should be able to pick it up the second time round. So I trained myself to try and do that. Yeah. You know, try, you have to train your ear. Yeah. You should listen, you know, a lot of people don't listen nowadays, you know, and that's the great, it's, it's, you have to train yourself to listen. Mm. Here is, talk about listening there. Well, if you can tell me about listening, because I'm a terrible... Mary's going to write a book on listening. Be bestseller. <laughs> what would you, how would you sum it up? So give me your take on it, because I know I'm a terrible listener. My take listener. on what? On listening. Nobody listens. Yep. Nobody. All right. <laughs> yeah, even when you're talking to I mean, you know, we could be deciding here that we're going down to such and such a cafe or something to mm. do tunes or something like that. And inevitably, somebody will get it wrong because people are not listening. But in talking about teaching, I would say if I'm teaching a phrase of music to five, six people, it could be 16 people. <clears throat> and um, it might be very, very simple. I will say it and I will play it and I will say it and I will play it and I get them to say it. And when they go to play it, then they don't get it right. And you might do it another six times and say, oh, it's AFD. Oh, <laughs> you know, 15 <laughs> times later. And it's just that they think they're listening, but they actually not are listening. not listening. There's a, it's a huge skill, listening. Yeah. I spend a lot of time with my younger students training starting out, yeah. training them how to listen and going silent myself when they're talking after mm. I've instructed them to do something and they go on to something else and I just go completely silent. And after a while I say, what's wrong here? We were talking about, I had asked you to do this and say, oh yeah. So, you know, and, and children today yeah. are very, Overindulged, you know, it's what they want. It's, um, it's they're they're not asked to listen, they're not made listen. So, um, and well, do, you have, do you have any tips? Like, what, what? Because I'm, I'm, I'd love to know how to listen better. I try, but then I do that thing. Yeah, listening is a huge, and I think if people listen to it, learn a lot faster. They would, yeah. 
lot, lot faster. It's amazing the way, oh, it would drive you through the roof. Well, I'm looking forward to the book coming out. Well, <laughs> when I'm old and retired, listening and... It'll be um, an audio book, of course, right? <laughs> Yeah, book on listening. Yeah, I have another. I have another book I'm going to write as well. I can't think of what it is. I, I like the idea of a book on listening though, because I actually, uh, um, in so I used to play a whistle a bit when I was younger, and I stopped for a lot of years, and I'm sort of getting back into it a bit. And I've worked in radio for a long time, so I've, I've done a lot of listening. Right, that's you know with the headphones mm-hmm. on and just kind of really and doing recording oral histories and things and. Um, listening to music um, in sessions and and trying to feel my way around something that I'm half familiar with. It's it it, it um, the listening is a very intense experience. It's mm. it's uh, yeah it's 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 it's, uh, it's like when you do letters. I I send I have to send out a lot of letters in my I have my own small teaching school, so I have to send out a lot of information through letter and it's mostly now through email, and. I'm here in 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 um, Australia for the last two weeks, and I'm still getting text messages. What night is this concert on? Where have it to be on this? You know, it's all in the letter. People will not. They just open a letter, glance, <coughs> gone. And um, I'm putting less and less information <coughs> on the letters now. So, and I separate them. So the first paragraph, two lines, simple information. Move down, big space, to the next, just to get. And they still don't. <laughs> Mm-hmm. I think amazing, it's six yeah. or seven words for a headline on mm. a on a billboard mm. maximum, and mm. anything else is just. Mm. Oh yeah, people won't mm. read yeah. it. Yeah. Mm. So, and I think that's something that we were, when we were being educated by the nuns, they were tough, but they were good educators. They were good and listening. You had to listen. You couldn't be dreaming out the window. Mm-hmm. Jerry, did you have something you wanted to ask there, or regarding the listening thing? Oh, sorry. Well, I was just nodding. Going, I'm a terrible listener as well, particularly at home. With, I mean, my, my wife will say stuff. To, like, for my job, I listen. I'm a GP. I listen to people all day. The minute I walk in the door at home, I just, I, if something happens, I just can't. I have to get Tracy to repeat it again and again. It's terrible. It's, and it's getting worse as time goes on. And I'm actually, but I'm actually trying to listen. You know, she'll say, look, can you, know, can you do this, that, and the other? And I'm like, but listening to music... Listen, the music's a different mm. uh, you're, uh, uh, yeah, in music um, I would be totally focused on what's around me in my initial you know my radius of what's around me yeah. I would be listening if say Mary's brother Andrew who's a wonderful accordion player I mean if we were in a session together now and Andrew's great for doing little mm. tricks in the accordion he'd do little unexpected um, ornaments yeah. and I do them back to him the next time do you know yeah. and it's kind of it's like a conversation yeah. you're having, and you're having the crack as well you don't say a word yeah. but you're having fun at the same time <laughs> no idea how you would how you yeah you have to focus but you have to focus focus and there is a, a discipline there is a discipline yeah. in the listening and you have to like focus. for the last two weeks uh, Angela Usher Eileen yeah. and I have been literally thrown together and on uns- yeah. Big stages. We never, we never met Angela until we came out to New Zealand. So our, our, I mean, yeah. our discipline on stage was we had to, yeah, literally listen, listen yeah. to each other mm. all of the time, every note, mm. and try and mm. pick a happy mm. medium to get to be a, to be, a, be able to perform to be an together. empathy with one another as well. You know, and that's but to, if you yeah. went if I went up there and sat in the middle and I just did my own yeah. thing. Yeah. I said, okay, I'm here, I'm in mm. East Clare, Constantine and and I'm going mm. to do to hell with G. Mm. I know your tunes, and I go, but no, it is, you have to yeah. listen, 
and go with the flow. Yeah. Yeah, to blend and you know. And there are a lot of people in sessions who oh, yeah. who join in and they don't they hear the tune, they don't listen, and they mm-hmm. put their bend in it and turn it upside down. Yeah, they change the whole dynamic. Change everything, mm-hmm. yeah. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. so that's the listening lecture. That's listening. <laughs> Thanks. Can we listen to a, another tune? Maybe you can. Yeah. And then we'll repeat it back to you. <laughs> no, we won't. <laughs> no, I won't be able to do it. We'll play it again if you don't like it. Yeah. <laughs> Joe Burke used to say that. Have you a couple of jigs? Do a couple of jigs, Mary. Yeah. Do your coming of spring, maybe? Yeah, coming yeah. of spring. Yeah. And. Um... Okay. <laughs> so we're going to play um, two jigs. <clears throat> the first one is another composition of my father's, and it's called The Coming of Spring. And the second one, then, is an old traditional jig called The Batter and Ram. Oh, yeah. Oh, E minor and G, yeah. Thank you. 
before we go, I wanted to ask you a wee bit about liturgical music. Because oh, you've, because you've, um, in my spiritual time. Well, yeah, kind of, yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. like what's? Um, I don't even know where to start with that. I mean, like, so I think liturgical music, Irish music. I think Sean Arrieta, and yeah. and that's. I mean, where do you begin to do that? How did that come about? Um, it came about after my father died. He died in nineteen ninety one, and then um, the the local branch cultists wanted to start a festival in his memory and called the Aenoch Paddy O'Brien. It ran for 10 years. Um, just You couldn't keep it going because I'd need to be, you'd need full-time employees to keep it, you know. Mm-hmm. But um, anyway, of course the question came up about um, an, an Afro-Nascoelga mass in Irish, you know, that you'd have a festival mass. So I decided I was going to write music so then I had to that's that's how it started mm-hmm. and then I did a lot of research trying to find suitable text that I liked as well and um, put the music compose mm. music mm-hmm. and then get a choir together to sing it and musicians to play as well so that's how it started and when you're looking for text are you, are you going through different versions of the liturgy and um, different ver- no different versions of say um, prayers mm-hmm. uh, in Irish now so yeah. it was all in Irish yeah. prayers and you know d- uh, different <coughs> translations of psalms and things mm-hmm. like that you know because you know you have that, that all the parts of the mass like you know, yes so, yeah. yeah I based it around the text yeah and trying to get, trying to, because um, you're writing for voices mm-hmm. and music, traditional Irish music Aye. instruments. So you're going to stay within a certain ranges and, you know, that you have something that, I was looking for something that would be compatible with, um, say, being used in schools afterwards, and right. which it has been, and being used by mm. other choirs. In have you, the, is it recorded? What is yeah. It is. Yeah. 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 It's in Red in the They was that one was recorded. I did two. Mm-hmm. Um so the first they were both um broadcast by Red in the Right. Yeah, on a number of occasions, yeah. yeah. Was the second one easier than the first? Um it's totally different. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. I was aiming for more of for children in the second one. Mm-hmm. So it's totally different approach altogether. Right. Yeah. The first one was very kind of um traditional um kind of the the construction of the of the the pieces like mm-hmm. you know the musical construction yeah <coughs> yeah well um it's just an ad- did you want to ask us well it's an absolute pleasure you're right in that i was just going to ask about so both of you are teaching i wanted to find out where people can get in contact with you if they want to learn from you where they should go to uh to see you perform, you're going to be the flyer this year? Well, I teach of my own small music school at home in Tulla, in East Clare. What's that called? It's called the Music Room. Music Room? Yeah. And if so, follow up look at the Music Room in Tulla, yeah. I'll find Mary you. Mary McNamara, Music Room in Tulla. So I teach children from the age of five all the way up to um, 18 and further. I teach a lot of adults, mm-hmm. and I have a lot of adults who come to me from America, from Australia, yeah. from England. Um, from Switzerland, from various different countries. Some of them come and spend maybe five or six weeks in the area and study 
at the music room with me that would come to maybe four or five classes a week for an hour and a half each class and they have to, they decide before they come what they want to study it's mostly East Clare style music East Clare tunes and they would um, focus on that so I meet a lot of students like that I have a lot of adult students from the locality who come just to play learn how to play tunes and how to enjoy their music and how to be able to relax when they're playing not to be kind of yeah. panicking about it and I do a lot of training for FLA and we do training for exams as well and um, I'm available on Mary McNamara 59 at outlook.ie Great, I'll put any links and all that stuff in our yeah. show notes and so people yeah. can find you. And I do Skype lessons, lessons as well. That's the important one for yeah. anyone listening on Australia, which is yeah, a Skype. lot at the moment. Yeah, and it's going very well. <laughs> yeah. I thought I could never do Skype, but, but it's, you do, it's quite it's, funny. Yeah. 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 <laughs> <laughs> um, what about yourself, Arlene? Um, what I teach in, in, in the University of Limerick, so I'm on holidays at the moment. Right. <laughs> I also do some she, teaching with Mary as well. One day a week for One me, day yeah. a week for Mary. Yeah, yeah. okay. And um, in the meantime, we're on the go well, all the time. The yeah, right. So <laughs> go to the website, <laughs> send me emails, find out where you're going to be. Yeah. yeah. Fantastic. Can we go out on a tune? Yeah. yeah. Thank you so much for Not taking so much time out of no your problem. day for us. We really appreciate that. Play um Joe Bear the the Bill Marys, you know. Lovely. Yeah. Oh. These are really these, clear tunes now. Clear, yeah. Mm. Yeah. So you tell him about them, Mary. Uh, well, the first one we just called Joe Bands because Joe Ban, who uh, was a lovely whistle player, um, taught us this tune. And the second one is the Green Gowned Lass.
Well, it doesn't get much better than that, really. What a pleasure. Yeah. I mean, a treat, a real, real treat to sit with two, well, three players of that caliber and to, to spend an evening at a festival like that. Just, yeah, I was speechless. When I listen back to it, I kind of get a bit emotional. It's just a, a beautiful thing to have. To there there are these kind of moments, that, like, I'm only 51, right? Um, so, but I, I do have these moments where that was one of them where I kind of thought, I wonder how many more of these I'm going to have in my life. Like a moment of just sitting there, um, just being in the music and hearing the two players who are so articulate. Um, it's just so lovely. So. Yeah. So thank you, Mary Eileen, that was just a treat. And to Jeremy Keig, who only came along to listen <laughs> and uh, then was asked, did you want to play Jerry? And he was like, yeah. <laughs> also, uh, with, I don't know, I just want to say thank you again uh, to all our patrons. Uh, it's starting to happen. People are actually thinking, you know what, you guys are doing a good job and they're putting their hand in their pocket and they're giving us some support and becoming patrons, which is brilliant. Like, honestly, that's just so humbling so thank you very much it does make a huge difference to myself and dom there's also some extra content over there as well it's not just all ask 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 dom has a uh, i mentioned it before but he has a little blog that happens over there where he discusses different things give you links to maybe different videos that we discussed during an interview or yeah and it's mainly a place where i can um talk about the questions that i would have asked if i'd been a bit better of an interviewer that's kind of what could have been what could have been the blog edition yeah. so, so you can find that patreon forward slash baloney programs yeah all right uh, thanks again to mary and to eileen and to the team at the celtic festival in port arlington to una michael linden and to olivia holly and that's it from us good luck I'm gonna eat um, an apple. Please get give Dominic and Darwin five stars. Thank you.